0: Welcome back, guys. It is Cashing Points Week 11. I'm back. It feels good to be back in the saddle with my boys here. Scott Barrett's here along with Jake Tribby. We're here to walk through the Week 11 slate. Um, Guys, kind of a fun slate here. It's really wide open. Uh, No Chiefs and Chargers. Uh, It's probably the best game on the board this week. Uh, That game's on Sunday night, so we've got a bunch of games that just kind of have middling totals. Um, But I'm excited to talk some ball with you guys. Scott, how's it going, man?
1: It's going good. Uh, I just want to talk about the my macro view of the slate uh, for a second. And that's that this is maybe the worst slate I can ever remember. A lot of people dumped on this slate last week. I, I, I like this slate. I thought it was fun. Uh, it was pretty good for us. Uh, this slate is an abomination. Uh, I know what the chalk is based on aggregate projections around the industry. And I hate almost all of it uh some guys who are just super buried I I like just as much um I would recommend that you sit out of cash this week you don't play cash you only play tournaments it can be fun if you take a more contrarian approach for tournaments which I think you need to do this week uh but yeah this slate is disgusting but I'm excited to talk about it with you
0: guys yeah interesting I I like this slate I think it's wide open oh okay all right how how, how come you out here yeah. I just think it's wide open, man. We don't, we haven't gotten many. Well, stats. that's what it is.
1: It is wide open, but like my article is supposed to rank all these players.
0: And... <laughs> that's why you hate it. Cause there's so much yeah. to get to. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, I think I've, I have really cut back on DFS this year. Uh It's just chalk hits every single week and I just can't stand getting my nuts kicked every single week. Um, But I, I love this slate. Um, I'm really excited for it. So Jake, how's it going, man?
2: Going well, going well. I actually, I think I like this slate. Um, I think there are some fun spots to get unique at, at quarterback, which I know we'll uh, we'll talk about. But, yeah, excited to excited to go over things with you, boys. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah, that's what I was looking at, too, uh, especially on uh, on DK. There's a lot of cheap quarterbacks this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get it going. Rams, Saints. I'm going to start with the worst game uh, in this slate here. Rams, Saints. Saints are... Uh three and a half, four. I think it got bumped down to three. Over-unders 38 and a half. Uh, obviously no Cooper Cup, but beyond that, the Rams' offensive line is a complete disaster. Uh, they're down to two third stringers at two spots. Uh, their center, Brian Allen, has a thumb injury. He's questionable. Uh Stafford obviously missed last week with a concussion. He should be back. Uh, but regardless of cup, I mean, they've got massive uh offensive line issues. Saints side, not much. Um, Ingram still not practicing. Same with Marshawn Lattimore, but Guys, we can kind of breeze through this game. Scott, I'll flip it to you first, man. Um, obviously we're we're not playing uh many pass catchers here. Any love for Chris Olave, though. Um, spot is great. Rams have been really, really bad against boundary guys, but no one um no one's gonna really want to play Olave with with Andy Dalton. So I'll uh I'll kick it to you first there.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh the Saints should be maybe six-point favorites instead of three-point favorites. Uh the Rams. Offensive line was decimated by injuries, and now they have two additional backups turned starter ruled out. They don't have Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford is averaging like 112 yards per game with one touchdown minus Cooper Cup. Uh, I think they just get absolutely trucked. um Tyler Higby is going to be the chalky tight end of the slate. I don't know that that makes sense to me. This is a worst possible matchup coming off of a best possible matchup against the Cardinals. And he's seen a massively declining route share in recent weeks. Uh, I don't know what that was. Maybe it's the offensive line. Maybe it's the return of Van Jefferson. But uh, he he was down to 45%, 50% last week, 60%, which just ranked 20th among tight ends. Uh, so if he's chalky, he's way too risky for me, though I get it. You know, No Cooper Cup, and this is like... Stafford's next closest Cooper Cup, so he, he could definitely go off. Um, really, like I'm only interested in the same side. Uh, Chris Olave, you asked me if, there, if I have any interest, and yes, you know he's not sh- showing out well on the projections across the industry, uh, but this is a great matchup. Uh, Rams are hemorrhaging fantasy points to opposing wide receiver ones and outside wide receiver ones. I, I loved him last week in a great matchup. Uh, the volumes there maybe a little less so with Jarvis Landry back, but, you know, still like uh, he still leads all wide receivers and air yards per game, or he ranks second by a wide margin. Um, and then Alvin Kamara, I really like he splashed his upside. He's been a little inconsistent, but the volume is clearly there. Uh, and he's been especially productive in victories and blowout victories. And uh, again, I, I see this game having, blow up potential. I could see them leaning massively run heavy. Um so I like all of those guys. I don't know that they're gonna be in my core, but yeah uh, that's that's what I'm seeing.
0: Yeah. is one of those guys, one of these there, there's a few on the slate. Alave being probably my favorite just like one off play. I mean I'm just looking at you know ownership projections across the industry. It seems like Alave's um not getting steamed at all. He's obviously sixty eight hundred underneath uh some pretty chalky receivers and Amon Ra and I think Lamb will be chalked too but um and yeah, man, i i like a quite a bit jake i'll throw it over to you man um i'm with scott full fate on the rams just no interest um even going there uh but you have any other different thoughts on the rams or saints here
2: um i mean i think you guys mostly covered it i, I am gonna play some higby he's averaged 15.5 fantasy points in the four games cooper cup has earned less than eight targets since the start of 2021 that's like tight end two uh levels of volume um I mean, I get that the matchup's terrible, but, like, who else are they going to throw to? They're probably going to be playing from behind all game. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be playing some Higby. Um, Olave was a guy who I would have, like, probably would have been my highest on wide receiver if Jameis was starting. I I definitely like him. I'll, I'll be overweight the field, especially if he comes in at 5%. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, 13.5 expected fantasy points in his games with Dalton under center. That's not, you know, not earth shattering or anything. I think, I think Higby and and Kamara are my, my two favorite plays overall from this game. And I also really like the Saints defense at 3000. Um, you know, there should probably be like 4,200, uh, on DK. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, Kamara plus Saints D or, um, Higby a little bit as a one off or probably the only, only plays I'm targeting in this one.
0: Yeah, Saints are going to be chalk, and I think we'll see Steelers' defense pick up some ownership a little bit too with T.J. Watt back for 2,300. Uh, I think that's where the chalk will be a defense. But, yeah, Camara, New Orleans' defense is obviously strong. Um, I'm not on Higby, Worth. I'm with Scott. I just think this is a spot where, man, they they could seriously fall apart. Um, I don't know. I I, I kind of think we see the Rams not throw. I, I think we, we see Akers and Henderson. They try to run it a little bit. Um, McVay's, you know, he's an older school coach. He comes from that Gruden kind of, that Gruden line. So I I, I think they're going to try to come out and, and run it here with no cup. Um, also, that's kind of what they can do personnel-wise. Like Ben Skronik's a better blocker than he is an actual receiver. Uh, so they can get in 12, play some, uh, play some 12 and... and and just run it, try to run it a a little bit here to get the pressure off of Stafford. Uh, We spent enough time on this game already. Let's, let's keep it going to a a good game. Brown's bills here. Uh, Obviously the line movement in this game has been wild this week. Just been fun to watch. I haven't had any money invested, thankfully, Uh, but bills, it opened seven and a half. It's now like eight and a half, nine uh, games, obviously in Detroit over under got down to like 41, 42, I think on Thursday because of the snow in Buffalo, it's back up to 49 and a half. So right up there with the top of the slate uh, quickly. There's a lot of injury news, but I'll try to run through it as quick as I can here. Uh, David and Joku likely back this week, coming off a high ankle injury, a great spot for him. Bur- uh, Browns should obviously have to throw a lot more uh, Bills side. Their defense is super banged up. Uh, Greg Rousseau's hurt. Trey Edmonds is hurt. Uh, Trey White is also not going to be back this week off of IR. They're going to give him one more week. Uh, and Jordan Poirier, Kyer, uh, Elam are both hurt, too. So in the secondary, Bills are, are very, very banged up. We'll, we'll just have to see on Sunday morning who they have, Jake. Um, but fun game, man. Fun game to game stack. Um, my question to you is, like, you know, we're looking at the slate here, and I, I mentioned some of the cheaper quarterbacks. You know, Allen's 8500 uh, he's way jacked up in price, and I think we'll we'll finally see him be a little less chalky than he has been in previous weeks. Uh, I still don't think it's enough for the best fantasy quarterback in football, especially in this game. So give me your thoughts here on the Bills and the Browns.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, really great matchup for this Bills passing attack against the Browns coverage unit. That's Largely struggled all season. I think I, I like these Bills wide receivers a lot more than I I like Allen. I'll probably be way overweight on on Diggs. Probably Gabe Davis too. Allen Allen just feels overpriced, especially relative to some of the other quarterback options that we have. Um, you know, I'm the I I'm really interested in Devin Singletary. I think I think he'll be pretty solid leverage off of off of Allen. Um, you know, given that that Allen will be popular and the Browns' run defense is is truly disastrous. Singletary's usage is. Um, still been really strong lately. I mean, last week he, uh, played, what was it? 72% of snaps. He had 68% of backfield opportunities, 66% of red zone opportunities, 56% route share. Um, you know, the bills, bills could definitely get a, get a big lead in this one. And, you know, we saw last week, it was probably due to Allen's injury. They were a little more conservative with running Allen. So that could lead to a few more carries, um, for Singletary, uh, David Njoku, though is the guy that I'm like really excited about in this game. I think I saw, I saw a tweet that he's he's gonna play, um, and uh, he's the tight end ten on tight end ten on DraftKings 3900. Um, and he's averaged 11.6 expected fantasy points per game and 7.2 uh, targets per game over his last five games, which includes a game where he left injured in the third quarter. Um, those numbers would both rank top five among tight ends. Um, he's a great value and a, a really exciting player. I think he's definitely got some upside there. So, uh, yeah, curious on your guys' thoughts on the rest of the Browns.
1: Yeah, also 75.8 yards per game, which would rank 13th most among wide receivers. Uh, he's just undoubtedly a phenomenal play. Uh, even in this tough matchup, even if he's not super healthy, uh, definitely stands out to me. Um, This is a tricky one. So like, again, I hate this slate. And so I kind of want to just consider going all in on Buffalo. I I said uh, several weeks ago, it's like, okay, contrarian players are down. uh, Chalk eaters are maybe neutral, but Buffalo bills fans are raking. And that was definitely <laughs> true a few weeks ago, before the Josh Allen, uh, Justin Hurt, perhaps, Justin Fields uh, hot streak, um, and Allen, meanwhile, has actually like regressed significantly. Like all of his important metrics are down. Maybe that's on the the injury, but I, it kind of happened a little bit before that, where you know, increase in off tar- target throw rate, turnovers. Uh, uh efficiency like anything you want to look at has been uh massively down the past three or so weeks. Uh but still I mean this is an amazing matchup uh for especially Stefan Diggs who is the wide receiver one in fantasy points per game but the wide receiver four in DraftKings pricing. Uh the Cleveland is hemorrhaging fantasy points to outside wide receivers. Diggs also runs a high percentage 40% of his routes from the slot. Their slot corner could miss they're giving up the second most fantasy points per game to uh, receivers on deep passes. And guess what? Uh, Diggs ranks fourth. Gabe Davis ranks sixth in deep targets per game. Josh Allen is the best deep, deep passer in football. And then I also like Devin Singletary for everything you outlined. I think if this were the blizzard game we got, it would be the Chubb and Singletary show. But Singletary can't be slept on. The volume's not there. XFP isn't there. But snap share is the most predictive metrics for running backs are one XFP, two weighted opportunity, which is just a bastardized version of XFP, and then three snap share. But we know his upside because over his last seven games last season, he was an easy top three fantasy running back. Uh, And so I wonder with Josh Allen, you know, underperforming in recent weeks, if they recommit to Singletary, he is too cheap at 5,800. It's a good matchup. Um, and so that's what I'm thinking on the Buffalo Bills side. I know you wrote up Dawson Knox, so I want your thoughts on that, Jake Tribby, uh, but just also on Cleveland, I think the return of Njoku kind of hurts everyone, uh, but this is a great matchup on paper for DPJ and Amari Cooper, uh, and this is technically a road game, or maybe not technically, but in actuality, a road game, so this could be another DPJ, sort of value week there's there's players I like more but he's he's 4,600 um Jake thoughts on that and thoughts on Dawson Knox
2: yeah yeah um you know obviously like the the, the brown side of things given they're gonna have to throw when it comes to Knox I mean the the argument for him is that he's just too cheap at, at 3,800 he's averaged nine fantasy points per game in his 3,200 right yeah 3,200 sorry um yeah he's averaged nine fantasy points per game in his 13 career games with a total of forty nine. Uh, or more which you know obviously isn't great but that on its own is enough to make him um, you know the top value tight end of the slate you know it's a pretty pretty not great slate at, at tight end overall and over his last four games he's 72 percent value uh yeah well in cons- consensus projections have Higby as the top value Knox is right there I think Schultz is probably my favorite overall I, I, I- wrote I up think both. I like
1: Njoku and and Stoll a little bit more
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fair. I, they're, they're all probably in a, in a similar tier. Um, I think in Joku for upside, especially is, is my favorite. Um, But yeah, Knox is just too cheap. Uh, You could definitely make a, like an upside argument against him, you know, that he he probably won't get to 15 DraftKings points. And I I wouldn't argue against that. Um, But yeah, you know, you need, need to save salaries. He's a pretty decent option.
1: I mean, he, he had an unbelievable upside last year. He just hasn't really showed it much this year. And that's the same thing I just argued with Singletary. But, but yeah, so I think just to put a cap on this, it's like on a really gross slate, uh, it might just make a ton of sense to just onslaught stack the Bills, this Bills game. yeah. And there's a lot of different routes you can go. Uh, I think no matter what, you're going to stack a, a tight end, whether that's Njoku, uh, who I prefer, or Knox. Um, and Diggs, again, is a mispriced value. Clearly, Gabe, we know, has slate-breaking upside. Uh, DPJ or Cooper are in play or one of the running backs?
0: Yeah. So a couple of things. And joke on Njoku, like he's a month out from the high ankle injury. So they they played it safe, played it smart with him. He should be pretty close to hundred uh, percent so with you guys on Njoku, I'm not on Devin Singletary. Um, you know, this is the same guy they didn't allow to score touchdowns all year. And I get it, maybe they're playing a little bit safer with Josh Allen's injury, but I mean, this is a guy who had five, you know, carries inside the 10 all year for a team that's always inside the 10. Um, so that's, that's just my thought. I mean, Singletary's, you know, passing down usage is also kind of dried up a little bit. Um, we'll see if Naheem Hines plays a little bit more this too, uh, this week too. Um, yeah.
1: But he he had eight, eight just rushing touchdowns over his last six games last year. We know they they could do that if they just decide to go in that direction, but, uh, and, uh, clearly, this is like the most pass-heavy team over expectation, and they're yeah. they're content to just go ham with Josh Allen. But again, he's he's banged up and he hasn't played well of late. Um,
0: That's fair. Um, I'm going to cap up for DPJ. I know we talked a lot about Amari Cooper's bizarre splits, but I mean DPJ is outplaying him right now. Uh, I want to talk about
1: that just really quickly. Yeah. So sure. so when you see something like this you want an a priori explanation for why this is happening. And it's like, Oh, what? Like he, he can't sleep on anything. That's not a temporary mattress. No, what I think is happening. I think he's just cheating on his wife, like crazy. Every time he goes (laughs) on the road, he's just partying until five in the morning. Yeah. And this is funny because Johnny and I used to talk about big Ben's home road splits and how insane they were. And, and after he retired, big Ben, went on a bunch of podcasts talking about his porn addiction and Johnny hilariously on the show was just like, it all makes sense. It all, he's up till five in the morning on bang bros. And (laughs) uh, you know, that reoccurring tennis elbow injury, like now it all makes sense. But um, yeah, I I don't know what it is, but just from a DFS perspective, I've been treating this as though it were real for a number of weeks and it's only uh, made us profitable just yeah. you know smash play at home and then smash fade on the road consider dpj sorry I, going on.
0: no i i can't make sense of it either but you know what i can make sense of you have, uh you type in bang bros you, you you know hit the search bar search up sergeant oak and you might find a little special in that. <laughs> i'm just saying for the that might
1: be the new uh the new sponsor for uh, uh the miami stadium uh, it can't be worse than
0: App or oh, FTX, no. whatever it is. Yeah, no. But M L B is going to get sponsored by Bang Bros. it be better. <laughs>
2: the umps will be wearing it on their
0: chest. <laughs> more ways than one. Um, <laughs> oh, you're you're this show here. Uh, I was just going to say DPJ is playing better than Amari Cooper. Uh, He's getting deep targets. Uh, Efficiency's a little bit better, too. Targets have been right there. Just total volume's been there. Uh, Last six games, DPJ's been – he's got 40 targets. Cooper's got 42. Um, I really like DPJ in this game, and it seems like no one's going to play him. Um, And he's too cheap, man. He's, what, 2K cheaper? Uh, Sorry, my brother's calling me. Uh, What, 2K cheaper? Yeah. 6,400 versus – 4, so yeah. And on DPJ for sure. Uh, fun game. A lot of fun angles in this game. Um, one game that's not fun. Not a ton of angles. Eagles Colts. Uh, Eagles are six and a half point favorites. Overrunners 44 and a half. And I was thinking to myself, like if we just took away the Colts win last week, we took away the Eagles loss. Like what would this line be? Like if we just go back, rewind the clocks a week and look ahead. Like I think Eagles would be like, a, like even on the road here, like 10, 11 point favorites um interestingly though six and a half is the line uh real no big injury notes in this game Devonta Smith has a knee injury he's fine he's gonna play uh Colts side they're dealing with a little bit of defensive line issues um who cares um Jake I'll throw to you first man uh you know you said Allen's overpriced I kind of disagree I think he's like underpriced by like a thousand for what he was previously this year and I know he's hurt uh but is that in part because Jalen Hurts is eighty two hundred and like in theory they have the same projectable upside.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean I'd I'd say so. Allen, I I like Allen a lot more than Hurts. I I don't think I'm gonna end up playing much of either. I mean, I'm definitely off Hertz. So Hurts' Hertz rushing has fallen off a bit in recent weeks. In his first five games, he averaged 13.2 carries per game and 19, 9.2 designed carries per game. But since week six, he's only averaged 6.5 carries per game and 5.5 designed carries per game. So his rushing has been roughly cut in half and you know the other problem with hurts is that 73 percent of his fantasy scoring has occurred in the first half of games because no one can keep up with the eagles except for taylor heineke apparently um so you know if you're playing if you're playing hurts you're kind of betting on the colts keeping this game close and that's that's just not a bet i i want to make so if i'm paying up at quarterback i'm i'm definitely looking at Allen. um but yeah i don't i don't necessarily love
0: either guy um I, yeah i, I kind of see it the other way i think I, okay yeah. I think the Eagles could just dunk on the Colts and like that game last week was super bizarre. They, the, the Eagles basically didn't have the ball in the first half. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they had a bunch of turnovers in the second half, like that weird fluky play with T Quez Watkins. Like they were about to make that a game. And then Watkins got up and fumbled uh, bouncing off the turf. Like that was just a weird game last week. And I, I still think, man, I, I don't really think the Colts are a defense we, we should be running away from at all. Um, the, the Goddard injury also condenses things a little bit more. And, and Scott, I'll throw it to you first. You were caping up for uh, for 2,500 Jake Stoll. Um, he's certainly interesting as just a salary saver, but it also condenses things for, for A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith.
1: Well, this is a brutal matchup for both of them. So that's part of my reasoning for Jack Stoll is that these are two uh, massive, massive funnel spots. The Colts are amazing against outside wide receivers. Um, I don't trust Quez Watkins in the slot. I think it's a neutral matchup for him, but it's a very good matchup for tight ends. And then the reverse of that is the Eagles have the two best, two of the best perimeter cornerbacks in football, Uh, but they're very weak against the slot, especially with Avante Maddox out. And so I think it's the Paris Campbell show. Uh, Last week, when uh, we got word that Matt Ryan was starting, I said, I think this Adds 17 points to Paris Campbell's projection because in part, Matt Ryan has really locked onto him his last three games, uh, but also because that was a perfect matchup. And this isn't a perfect matchup, but it is a clear slot funnel matchup. And so at 4,300, he's a glaring top value to me. Uh, Michael Pittman's the one who's getting more love in aggregate projections, but I just am not about that with Darius Slay likely to shadow. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor isn't someone I'm going to play, but but he is uh, interesting to me uh, just because the reason why Jim Ursay hired Jeff Saturday, he called him during the game and he was like, how could you, how can we fix this offensive line? And then he went on this like 10 minute rant and Irsay was just blown away, got off the call, fired Reich, hired Saturday, and then lo and behold, last week, Indianapolis's offensive line went from bottom three in run block grade to posting their highest grades in pass block and run block of the season last week. Uh, but again, not a top play. Just I think they just go massively run heavy. Taylor, by the way, also uh, far and away a career high in route share, uh, 95% snap share, which is like fourth best by any running back this season. Uh, you can make a case for Miles Sanders, just because like you said, the Eagles probably dunk on him, but again, you're, you're going to get volunteers from Jalen hurts that maybe speaks to his, his upside. Of these guys are popping as amazing values. And then Devonta Smith, uh, like you said, he's a little banged up and and the matchup isn't great. Um, so even without Dallas Goddard, I, I I am leaning more towards Stall and Paris as the clear top plays.
0: Yeah, I'm with I'm with you on Campbell. What am I missing for the Colts being a bad matchup? Though, I mean, Terry McLaurin went six for one thirteen. Adams had nine for one twenty six and one and two. Um, games. I mean, that's two got two alpha boundary receivers that went ham.
1: Yeah, they they rank uh, top twelve and schedule adjusted to outside wide receivers. Um, Two I don't wide rec- two oh here. Two wide receivers overall. he ranked second best.
0: Um yeah. I know you and I've had this talk before, Scott, but like they played the Texans, the Jags, the Chiefs, the Titans, like the Broncos. None of those teams really are that good in terms well, of Well,
1: their- yeah, but I mean it's scheduled just for that and maybe it doesn't capture everything, but um yeah.
0: I'm just I, I, all I'm saying is I mean I've just seen the last two weeks you know McLaurin and, and Adams just go ham. Um AJ Brown's hurt too. He he banged up his ankle pretty bad. They they
1: are neutral against wide receiver ones to your point.
0: Yeah. I'm actually I'm actually a little more concerned about AJ Brown's injury than than DeVonta Smith. Um but man I mean if if people are going to be off Eagles this week I uh, I definitely want some. Um Colts side I really like Taylor as a contrarian play. Um Eagles defensive line has had a ton of injuries. Jordan Davis is obviously on IR. Uh, Fletcher Cox is old. They had to put one of their depth guys. I forget his name on IR uh, this week too. That's why they just signed Sue. Um, So JC for sure. Um, Fun way to to get weird in this game. Um, Scott, I had a question for you. So you said this is a really tricky slate for, um, you know, just rankings purposes. Um, Actually, you know what? I'll save this question for a later game because we'll talk about the bears. Uh, Keep it going here. Commanders, Texans. Uh, Washington is three point favorites over under is 40 and a half here. Um, Washington side, JD McKissick's not playing. He's still got that neck injury. I kind of think we might not see him again this year. Uh, Texans are clean except for Derek Stingley. He's got a hamstring injury. Um, if he misses, it's obviously even better spot for McLaurin. Who's just continuing to smash. Uh, Jake, I'll throw to you first, man. I mean, this is obviously just an incredible matchup for Washington on the ground. Uh, they've shifted a lot more run heavy since Brian Robinson joined the team. Uh, they're sixth in run rate over expectation over the last five games, like same range as the Giants and Titans and Bears. Oh, my. Uh, Texans, I mean, obviously their run defense has been atrocious all year. The problem is, I mean, B-Rob and, and Gibson are, are both splitting carries here. They're both cheap. I, I mean, do you have any th- – any feel for any of these guys? I mean, I want to play one of them. It's just so hard to pick.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's the problem with these committees is they're really cannibalizing each other's upside. Um, you know, I imagine ownership will probably clock in pretty similarly for both. Like I, I don't think people are going to want to touch these guys. Um, you know, Gibson, Gibson, probably around 8% ish. Brian Robinson, probably sub 5%. Um yeah, I mean, I guess if if I had to pick, probably Brian Robinson. Um, but man, I mean, that's mostly just due to ownership. And yeah, I don't I don't feel great about it. I mean, the guy that I really like on the Washington side is is Terry McLaurin. He's had a 33% target share uh, since Taylor Heineke took over as the starter, hitting at least t- a 25% target share in each individual game. Uh, McLaurin didn't exceed a 21% target share in any game with Wentz. Um, so yeah, target is basically doubled with, with Heineke still way too cheap at, at 5,900, I believe on, on DK. Um, so yeah. And I know me and me and Scott were chatting earlier about the, you know, the matchup being either a, a neutral spot or, you know, a, a good matchup, depending on how you, how you look at it with, with Derek Stingley and, and his hamstring injury. Um, but yeah, I think I might sprinkle a little bit of Brian Robinson and just hope he falls into the end zone a couple times. But I mean, man, like you watch him play, he kind of sucks. So, um, and well, you know, it may not be his fault. He did get shot twice, but
0: four <laughs> yeah, guys, four uh, guys, you know, getting shot like fifty cent out here. Um, yeah,
2: yeah, right. But I mean, yeah, I think I think McLaurin is is the main guy I'm interested in, and and he'll be chalk, but but it's for good reason.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the one thing you can hang your hat on with Robinson is he is their goal back. He's got six of their yeah. inside, inside ten carries in their last four games or five games. Uh, Gibson got one last week, too, but I, I think they prefer Robinson. Um, but, yeah, I think really just Washington-sided some chlorine. I did want to bring up their backs just, I mean, Scott, because the Texans continue to just get destroyed uh, on the ground. But um, I'll throw it to you for any thoughts on – and, you know anything beyond McLaurin and I'm assuming you're you're off the Texans here
1: Um, yeah I like McLaurin a lot uh, you want Stingley to play in this game uh, that probably boosts his projection by like four points so just keep that in mind uh, I like Brian Robinson I think he's a good play and I think we always talk about matchups like to your point on the Colts matchups only really matter at the polar extremes and this isn't just a polar extreme matchup it's like if you take All defenses against running backs of the last 10 seasons, uh, the Texans are going to be in the the bottom one percentile. Um, And so it's a great spot for Brian Robinson, who had 26 carries last week. I could see – and Gibson, like, he hasn't played well, but neither has Antonio Gibson. Robinson is definitely the preference as the early down workhorse. I could see, like, another 26 carries, 111 rushing yards, and a score – uh, and that is price, you know, fifty three hundred. That's that's pretty strong. Um, Damian Pierce, however, is popping as the number one value among all running backs on this slate, and I, I don't like that for a number of reasons. One, he hasn't flashed much of an upside at all. Uh, just one game over twenty point three DraftKings fantasy points. This is a top pass funnel matchup. Uh, Washington ranks best overall in rushing fantasy points per game, allowed to opposing running backs. You know, Benjamin has also joined the team. Uh, He Like if you're making a cash lineup, he's probably, you know, one of the top three running back plays, but uh, he's an easy fade for me at ownership in tournaments. Um, I also like Nico Collins. Uh, He's only 4,100. He's seen really good volume in recent weeks, including 10 targets last week. Uh, And it's a great matchup. Uh, Brandon cooks also has an amazing matchup. He's only 5,400. Now Uh, this is a defense that's especially vulnerable deep, and he's clearly the preferred deep threat. Uh, Granted, he hasn't done anything all year, but, but he is popping as a legitimate value. Uh, You could also consider Logan Thomas at 2,800 finally saw like a full-time route share in his last game, but uh, you know, doesn't really pop as uh, an amazing player.
0: Yeah, you and I see the Texans the same way. I, I saw um, ownership projections had Pierce like either second or third um, in terms of chalk at the, at the position. I don't, I don't get that either. Um, I mean, he hasn't scored a rushing touchdown since week five. This offense has been hot garbage outside of him. I mean, it's not really his fault they can't get in the red zone all the time. And his uh, his passing down usage has kind of ebbed and flowed. He's he's you know lost snaps at times to Rex Burkhead. He could lose snaps this weekend to Eno. And then, like you said, it's a great matchup um, for you know uh, the receivers, and Houston should be having to throw a little bit more this week. So I'm with you. I, I think I think Pierce is a little bit of a of a trap play this week. Um, and oh, I was going to mention, yeah, I had my note here on Nico Collins. He's he's the guy I, want, I would want to play at the Texans uh, among the Texans receivers. He's uh, seen, uh, I think he's six straight games now, five straight games with more receiving yards than Brandon Cooks. efficiency is better uh, and he's getting more um, getting more deep targets too. I think Um, I think he has one more last six games. So Uh, like me, some Nico Collins, if you're going to play any Texans this weekend here, boys, we'll keep it moving. Jets, Patriots, Patriots, are three point favorites over under 38 and a half, obviously both jets and the Patriots coming off their buys here. Uh, Corey Davis is not going to play for the jets, Uh, condense things a little bit more uh, for them again, this week, it'd be Garrett Wilson, uh, Denzel Mims on the outside. Uh, Patriots, I think Devontae Parker should be back this week. We'll see. Um, we'll see on that one. But that's really the only notes I have on this game. Scott, I- I'll throw to you first, man. Like, you know, you're saying this tr- This slate's really tricky. I-, I mean, I think this game's pretty cut and dry. Curious for your thoughts, like, you know, if you have really anybody that stands out to you beyond Jacoby Myers and Ramondre Stevenson, because I'm I'm not really seeing too much else. I think you can make a case for Garrett Wilson, but because he's so cheap. Um, but I'll let you uh, I'll let you take it from there.
1: Um, yeah, Jacoby Myers gets a neutral matchup, but it's one of the better slot funnel matchups, and this is a slot funnel offense. Uh, I I don't know that I'm going to play him. I don't know if I'm going to rate him up, but like he has that going for him um Garrett Wilson I I do think is really intriguing he's just been balling out and I, I wonder if people forget because of their bye week but uh over his last three weeks 14th in target share sixth in first read target share fifth in yards per game fifth in yardage share fifth in yards per route run uh this is a tough defense Zach Wilson stinks and Belichick owns him but uh Wilson's a baller um yeah, I'm curious to hear Jake's thoughts on Ramondre because I know he wrote him up. He's another guy who pre- projects to be super chalk, but I'm a little uh, skeptical of that.
2: Yeah, I mean Ramondre, like he's played two of his last four games with Damian Harris, and he still averaged 22.8 expected fantasy points per game, which would lead all players at all positions over the fu- over the full season. His receiving role has been great. Um, he's had a target share of at least 23% in each of his last three games, and he's dominating goal line carries, uh, 80% of inside the five carries since week seven, um, plus 100% of red zone uh, uh, backfield targets. So, I mean, his role is still really good. I think people might shy away from him a bit because of Damian Harris, but I don't know. I mean, I, I like him a lot. I think, I think he's a much better play overall than than Damian Pierce, and you know he projects too well to be to be faded in cash. So um, I mean, do you guys have any reasons to get off from Andre?
1: Yeah, the the argument for him is is okay. He's basically like sixty five percent Garrett Blunt and one hundred percent James White, and like oh my god, what an obscene value! And he's really good at football. Um, the counter argument would be. I, I think we're inflating this, this role a little bit too much. You cited the Damian Harris stat, like Harris was active, but I don't know that he was fully healthy. He should be fully healthy off of the bye, And then even in their last game, JJ Taylor, who stinks had 10 carries and one target. Um, so I keep going back and forth on him. I, I understand he projects well. And I love the talent. He's too cheap. Um, and it's a, it's a good matchup. Um, uh, I don't know, I'm just not falling in love with him when when I wanted to, especially for someone at this projected ownership.
0: Yeah. I, I mean I I'm with you, Jake. I definitely like Stevenson more than Pierce, but I'm I'm kind of in the middle where I don't think it's a smash spot to the point where he should be this massively owned. And I'll just I'll bring it up now. I mean, I, I think David Montgomery is like the nuts. Yeah,
1: agreed. I think
0: mean, he's the nuts.
1: He's not projecting as such, but I, I'm with
0: not pretty, Exactly. I think he's like these stone cold nuts. And if Pierce and Stevenson are going to be 30% and Montgomery is like 15%, like that's all in, like all in on that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's really where my head's at. Is like Stevenson's a good play. Pierce, I think is a trap, but it's really, I just, I, I want to play all the David Montgomery 61. I mean,
1: Tristan Abner could mix in. Uh, he kind of hyped him up a little bit, but, but I'm with you more I, than anything.
0: Yeah, I mean, Fields could also just run for 150 and two touchdowns again, and Montgomery gets nothing uh, in terms of touchdown equity. But, yeah, I like Montgomery quite a bit uh, in that 6K range. I don't really have much else, man. I I, I think Garrett Wilson ch- – chalk Garrett Wilson with Zach Wilson under center it sounds like a horrible idea. I mean, two full starts against the Patriots, Zach Wilson – Literally, everybody knows what I'm doing right now. Like, all of my family just has decided to call me. Everybody knows what I'm doing right now. It's unbelievable the timing right now. Uh, but Zach, Zach Wilson's played two full games against the Patriots. Uh, he's gone 39 of 74, 53% completion rate. Uh, he's thrown seven touchdowns. He's taken six sacks, man. Like, he, he could full-on meltdown. Like, I I don't know. I don't know how much I'll, of Garrett Wilson I want. Um, I I got nothing else on the Jets side, though. Um any love for Michael Carter?
1: Throw it out there? He's a marginal value and a bad yeah. matchup.
2: Yeah, New England's like the toughest schedule adjusted matchup for opposing running backs. So I don't think I mean this is probably gonna end up being a pretty gross game. The total's thirty eight, right? So
0: Yeah. It's no, it's definitely gonna be a gross game. Um I just threw out Carter just because he is getting most of the backfield XFP. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Uh, Lions Giants. Uh, Saquon gets another just absolute smash matchup after owning the Texans last week. He you now gets the second best matchup for run defenses uh, here in the Lions. Giants are three point favorites. Overrunners 45. I uh, look like the Giants were going to get Josh Reynolds back. Uh, he did not practice this morning. I saw. Um, so he's most likely out. We'll get a, a little bit condensed uh, target tree again. Amon Ra is still too cheap. Um, uh, but really, Scott, the play here is, is Saquon. Uh, I'll let you take it from there. He's 8,900. He's priced way up. Um, it's a tough week, but can we get to Saquon?
1: Uh, I don't really have a, a, a good Saquon take, so I'll, I'll pass it off to Jake. I haven't written him up yet.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I like Saquon and, you know, a pretty strong matchup here. Uh, as a favorite, he averages twenty six point four DraftKings fantasy points per game, twenty three point one FanDuel fantasy points per game. That's a roughly twenty four percent improvement on his baseline, just you know, thanks to the positive game script that you get from from being favored. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if I'm if I'm paying up at running back, it's it's probably going to be Saquon. I mean, he's he's a tremendous talent, and you know what what looks to be a, a pretty good spot. Um, yeah, I'm not sure there's too much more to say than that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's one of those things where salary is probably going to be pretty tight this week.
2: Yeah. Not, a, not a whole lot of value, Yeah, which I mean, could, you know, lend more credence to playing Saquon in tournaments, right? If he's 10, 12% and goes for 40 DK oh. points, yeah. you're in a pretty good spot.
0: Yeah. Um, there's one other eight K back uh, that I like a lot. We'll get there, but um, yeah, I, I like Barkley quite a bit. If he's going to end up being contrarian. Um I, I mean, outside of I'm on, I'm on raw Scott, I'll throw it to you. To talk about our boy here he's going to be chalk again as he should be he's still too cheap 7200 i mean it's just every single week you know amon-ra gets 10 targets he goes 6 for 70 and then you know you you can hit a ceiling when uh, they're really really pressed this could certainly be a spot where they're really pressed um this line's a little stinky in my opinion here um so any other thoughts here besides amon-ra uh for the lines
1: yeah i'll just say amon-ra averages a 40.8 target share the last 2 weeks without DJ Hawkinson. That's just obscene volume. Uh, he's an amazing play. This is a slot funnel matchup on paper. Daniel Jones is also, I think, one of the best quarterback plays in the slate. Very quietly ranking 14th in fantasy points per game, despite having a bottom three strength of schedule this far. Uh, ranks above Kyler and Jalen Hurts in rushing yards per game. Detroit is bottom three against the pass and a bottom three against the run to opposing quarterbacks um Darius Slayton is five k. West loves him. He does have a really good matchup, uh, and he has been underrated by both the team and the DFS community. Uh, so he's sort of in play. Jamal Williams, you can make a case for. I, I don't really feel like making it, but uh <laughs> it's it's there.
0: <laughs> there is a Jamal Williams case to be had. He he has great end zone celebrations. That's one of them. Yeah. Uh, so if he scores, you can uh, you can enjoy that. Um. Interesting on Daniel Jones, though. Um, The Lions
2: are the top schedule adjusted matchup for quarterback rushing. And Daniel Jones, like the two games, he scored more than 20 fantasy points this year. He's had at least 60 rushing yards and at least one rushing touchdown. Like the only way he gets there is with the rushing. Like he's not he's not throwing for three seventy and four TDs or whatever. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think if you're if you're targeting a a game to play Vanilla Vic, it's it's this one.
0: (laughs) Vanilla Vic. That's that's. Sa- that's that's
1: Saquon's uh yeah,
0: yeah. I, I still I stole Saquon's yeah. line no as you should that's a fucking awesome line uh, <laughs> Scott you got me thinking on Daniel Jones but I think I mean so you could fade Saquon you don't think you need to play a receiver with Daniel Jones just because it's kind of like Justin Fields
1: yeah I mean I, I still think for tournaments uh you want that upside what uh um the tight end's definitely out right Daniel Bellinger
0: yeah, he's not going to play this week. Yeah. Just, so, up.
1: Uh, it would be Slayton. Uh, Juan Dale, I think, is hurt, like, but he had a matchup that was popping before. And, like, his numbers aren't that bad. It's just, like, they just go so crazy run heavy and slow paced. Well, are yeah. Actually not slow paced, but just run heavy.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. They're just extremely run heavy. Um, his role's been solid, too. He's been, you know, 80% route share. Uh, but like you said, just no targets because they don't throw. Um, he is hurt, too. So, yeah,
1: yeah, Slayton would be the upside guy.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, all right, we'll keep it moving here, guys. Panthers, Ravens, uh, <laughs> Ravens are 11, 12 point favorites. I think actually this got to 13 last night, so I got to update this. But yeah, 13 point favorites, over 41.5. 41 and a half. Uh, Ravens are going to absolutely curb-stomp the Panthers. Uh, Harbaugh is coming out of a buy here, and they get Baker Mayfield. Um, obviously, the big injury news here is uh, Mark Andrews still still in the injury report. Uh, I was talking to Edwin a little bit uh and he should be good to go uh we were talking um uh, on the injury podcast a little bit ago andrew should be 100 i think he practiced full the day so we can get andrews back in our lives scott i'll, I'll throw it to you first man um just give me your thoughts overall on on ravens uh because i mean panthers are are, are dead for fantasy i think this week
1: uh yeah i i don't know uh I'll say likely would have been a great play if Andrew sits, uh, you can play Andrews if he's active. I don't know that I will. Uh, no one's talking about Kenyon Drake. I think if Gus Edwards sits, he's going to be a great play at low ownership. Like he's really just gotten that bell cow workload when Edwards is out. And I think everyone's going to miss him. Uh, Foreman is 5,900. He's legitimately a solid play. No one is talking about, um, DJ Moore's projecting as a top value, even though this is like a, it feels like a uh, shy Smith week. It's a slot funnel. Um, I'm not really about any of those guys. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, any thoughts on Foreman just cause like no one's talking about him I and mean, he's been rock steady.
0: I Yeah. He, he's been great, man, but he could get game scripted out real fast. Yeah.
1: I mean, he should be. Yeah. But they're also going to just, he had 31 carries last week. Uh, 26 two weeks before that in a loss i think you yeah, just go crazy run heavy but yeah no i get it
0: well i think they wanted this to be more of a committee it was it was more of a committee uh when chuba was healthy in week seven that was the first game without McCaffrey. uh Foreman got more carries but in terms of like you know role it was really close between chuba and uh and foreman Uh, Chuba now has the extra week to come off the ankle. I think we see a little bit more of him. And then there's the concern, of course, that, you know, the Ravens just stop the Panthers. Um, Scott, I'm with you on Kenny Drake. I actually think he's in play, even if Gus Edwards plays. Um, Just because they, I think the Ravens roll. um, And, you know, Panthers run defense has not been good as of late. And Drake's been out playing Gus Edwards. Um, I think, and by the way, I think Gus Edwards' injury is to the same hamstring that he fucked up in his injury. So, I mean, he can be like legit, uh, like legit limited. So I do like Kenyon Drake. Jake, do you have any other thoughts on this game?
2: Um, I mean, I like Andrews 6,800 is a pretty palatable price for, for Andrews. Um, you know, since week two, he's, uh, he's average, or no, he's at his cheapest price since week two. And he's averaged 19.1 fantasy points per game, nine and a half targets per game in the six games he's played this season without an injury designation. That would rank sixth best and eighth best among slate eligible wide receivers. If he was priced as a wide receiver, he'd be wide receiver 10. Um, so I definitely see some value on, on Andrews. I, Honestly, I I like Drake as a sneaky play, especially if Edwards plays. um, Just because Drake – I mean, Drake's looked really good. Um, He just really seems to fit this this scheme. That's Um,
1: something Brett was talking about, too. Yeah, yeah, I remember you mentioning that.
2: Um, DJ Moore, I just – really hard to consider him in play at all with with Baker Mayfield starting. Um,
0: If if, if you – If you play DJ Moore with Baker Mayfield this week, like, yeah, you deserve what happens. Um, I mean, it makes sense in your head, right? You think Panthers are going to get, you know, donked on, they'll throw it, they'll throw it to him. Like, no, mate, that's not Mayfield's guy, it's DJ Walker's. He
2: projects as the number eight wide receiver value in consensus projections right now, which
0: I get it. I mean, I get it. You, you kind of have to put him there just because he's you know yeah we can protect six to eight targets but i mean at what level of efficiency
2: at what cost
0: yeah at what cost at what cost um i'm just pulling it up baker mayfield stone 173 passes this year dj Moore has gotten 41 of them um so target share has been decent but they've only connected 19 times on those 41 targets yeah is that bad yeah.
2: Has hasn't, hasn't gone over 13.3 fantasy points in any game with Baker went over 19 twice with PJ Walker. So
0: yeah, it seems like a 46% catch rate or whatever that is. Yeah. In my head, 46%. Um, Yeah. It seems bad. Um, All right. We'll keep them moving here. Uh, Let's talk about a fun game. Last game of the 1 PM slate bears Falcons Falcons are three point favorites over under is 50 a uh, clean game from an injury perspective too. Bears are clean. Really the only thing on the Falcon side is we're waiting on AJ Terrell. Uh, he has a hamstring injury. He's missed their last three games and be a nice little boost if he were to get back. Um, but Jake, fun game, man. Really fun game. I mean, Fields has obviously uh, turned back into being kind of the highest inversion of what we thought he could be. Um, he's absolutely saving my best ball teams. So I appreciate it. I'm very much here for it. Uh, but fun game, man. I'll let you. I'll let you talk through the Bears since I've already. Uh, yeah, I'm.
2: Hyped. I'm with you on 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 Fields. I he was by far my highest owned player in in baseball, and I felt like a complete fool the first month of the season. But <laughs> it looks know. it looks it looks pretty wow. good now. Um, yeah. he's averaged. Uh, 32.9 fantasy points per game and 116.8 rushing yards per game over his last four games if that was sustained for the entire season those marks would be 19 percent and 45 percent better than the current single season records among quarterbacks mm. it's like i mean just absolutely absurd there have only been nine instances ever of a quarterback rushing for over 140 yards in the regular season fields has done it in each of his last two games um and he went from a one of PFF's worst graded passers in weeks one through five to like perfectly average as a passer um, these last few weeks. So yeah, that combined with his rushing upside um, and the fact that he scored, you know, 42 and 45 DK points these last two weeks, everyone's going to be on him. He'll he'll be 15% owned uh, maybe more. He'll be the highest owned quarterback play of the slate and, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to get away from. I mean, it's, uh, in a matchup against Atlanta, the premier pass funnel, you could definitely see a ton of scrambling yardage. Um, you know, he could, he could put up a, some touchdowns through the air. I, it's, it's really hard to poke holes in the, in the play outside of just like, look, he's going to be, he's going to be too highly owned. I think the guy that I'm the most interested in though is it's Marcus Mariota. I mean, people are, people are going to be off of him. <laughs> the Atlanta's implied team total is twenty-six points. You know, Chicago's is twenty-three. Like Mariota could be responsible for three or four TDs in this game. And um, you know, you're gonna get him at a third, probably a half at most, of you know, Fields ownership. So I, I really like Mariota's, you know, maybe not super contrarian. It'll probably be five, six, seven percent. Um, but definitely more contrarian than than Fields and um you know maybe he doesn't have quite the same upside but i i, I think at ownership it's it's worth indulging in gpp's
0: yeah uh, dude i'm i'm 100% with you on mariota that's like the cheap quarterback i had flagged um yeah man bears defense has been really bad i mean they just traded you know robert smith or excuse me robert quinn and roquan smith um in the last 3 games uh, de- uh, no defense has allowed a touchdown more often than the bears they're they're allowing a score on 45% of their opponents' possessions in their last three games. Um, I you know, I know Mariota's extremely frustrating, man. He's been awful to watch with Kyle Pitts and Drake London this year, but this game environment is is sexy. I mean, it's it's sexy, man. Um,
2: yeah. And I mean, like, I think like the fact that he was so bad on the last yeah. primetime game, like his I mean, he's showing eight percent right now is for his projected ownership and consensus projections. I, I think that's a little high. I mean, people are gonna think back to how he played last week, and just be like, yeah, I can't, I can't click him. I'd rather play Daniel Jones or something. Bro, you know what's yeah, I
1: mean? can't click him. I would rather play Daniel
0: <laughs> Jones. Like, seriously, I'm, I'm with you, I, I, dude. I hear you. That's why. That's why I said it. But yeah, bro, you know, I said um, this is a great slate. I said this is a great slate for contrarian players. You know what? You know what's gonna happen? Fields is gonna be twenty five percent owned. He's gonna drop forty. Like, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, he he'll have he'll have his third straight forty game, and I'll be eating my. Hey, I'm
2: gonna advance all my baseball teams though, so I'll take the, the DFSL.
0: Hey Jake, you know the good news though is you know you play the hundred dollar spy, you get a uh, a nice little uh, NFT from from. DK. Oh yeah,
2: the Rainmakers pack. If you finish in eleven hundredth.
0: Yeah, you can get a you can get a little Rainmakers NFT for uh, for your eleven hundred and twelfth place with Marcus Mariota. It'll be great. I'll
2: have to look into that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Scott, you got any thoughts on this game? It's a fun game. I know you're on Montgomery.
1: Yeah, I I wonder. I think uh, Fields is probably the best quarterback play the slate. I think he should be priced as a QB one and he's not. So just sort of end of the story there. And it's another amazing matchup. Atlanta struggles against quarterbacks, both through the air and on the ground. Um, David Montgomery, again, 6,100 with really good odds of being the bell cow. It's not a guarantee, but really good odds uh, in a good matchup. Uh, Kyle Pitts, I think, is going to be unfairly slept on at 4,400. The volume is just insane. It's just insane. Like, if you just look at what he's done the last four weeks, it's top five wide receiver levels of target share. It's like more deep targets than, you know, Mark Andrews has all season, more end zone targets than Kelsey, not any tight end, but Kelsey has all season, different things like that. The issue is only 50% of his targets are catchable, which is like the next worst receiver. Deontay Johnson is at like 66%. And Stefan Diggs is at like 89%. Uh, it's just not fair. The guy is good, but it's like the worst quarterback play by far. Uh, but still, I mean, hey, if just one of those balls are catchable, uh, you know, that could be an easy 12-point score. And, like, we, we've we seen that. If you watch the tape, uh, that happens over and over again. Uh, and so as a GPP play, I think he's okay um, in a neutral matchup. Uh Drake London's getting some love. I'm not about it. Not about Marcus Mariota, who's getting some love. I just like Daniel Jones more, but I get your arguments. Uh, I will say Chicago is vulnerable to mobile quarterbacks, especially. Uh, Darnell Mooney, no one's talking about, but he has an amazing matchup. And he's been really solid with Justin Fields looking like a more accurate Lamar Jackson. It's pretty incredible. Uh, So he's going to go under-owned. And that's just about all my thoughts. I, I think, yeah, if you play Justin Fields in tournaments, you're going to want to stack him. You know, you've needed to stack him the last few weeks with uh, Cole to Demet, the touchdown machine. Um, yeah, so that's that's all I
0: got. Your your commit your commit one needs a little work, buddy. I
1: know, I know, I know. It needs a little work. I knew this going to flop.
0: By the way, I am currently betting Montgomery over 61 and a half. So. Taking that as we're talking here, um.
2: I really like your your Mooney call, Scott. I think, especially in tournaments, most people are going to run fields out just on his own. Um, so pairing him with with Mooney, uh, Komet, I think is is going to go over owned. I mean, yeah, he's his his role still isn't that great. I mean, he's way overperformed XFP these last couple of weeks. I think. I think people are going to be too eager to to play him relative to, to Mooney. Cordero Patterson is moderately interesting. as like a 1% owned, like no one's going to be on it type play. He could fall into the end zone a couple of times, but his role has just been really bad lately. I was tilting
0: my face off last week when he wasn't oh getting any uh, two-minute drill snaps. That was, yeah. Dude, uh, I, ha- I had over 51.5, and, and I felt like it was the best bet I've made in like all year. It ended at 59 and a half. I mean, it got blown the fuck up and he didn't play like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I don't, I, maybe it's the knee. Maybe it was a short week. I really don't know. Cause I'm with you. Uh, my heart wants to go back to CPAT, but I don't, I don't know if I can actually click it. Um, but yeah, fun game, man. Really fun game. A lot of fun angles in this game. For sure. Um, I'm probably going to spend a lot of time on Sunday update, uh, once ownership, we get a good feel for ownership projections, I'll spend a lot of time on this game and Sunday update kind of just seeing what the field thinks. Uh, all right. We go from probably the best game on the slate to I think the worst game worse than Jets, Patriots Raiders Broncos uh, Broncos are two and a half point favorites against the completely dead Raiders um, Broncos offensive line is absolutely destroyed. They just lost the right Turner, Billy Turner, um, he's on IR. Obviously, haven't had Garrett Bowles since like week two or week three. Um, they moved their guard, Graham Glasgow, to center because they've had such uh, such bad problems at center, and that was a fucking disaster because <laughs> Russ Wilson got sacked six times last week. Uh, Judy's out uh, with an ankle injury. Uh, this is just an absolute rough spot for Broncos. Man, um, Jake, I'll throw it to you first. Uh, I mean, Cortland Sutton's been great with Jerry Judy, or excuse me, without Jerry Judy. Uh, eleven, ten, and eleven targets in three games without Judy. So the volume should certainly be there for Sutton. I just really don't have too much interest in this game outside of outside of Sutton, and even that, it's just, it just feels gross.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really tough game. Jacobs, Josh Jacobs is projecting really well. Um,
0: you know, Broncos I mean, Broncos he's... In- run defense hasn't. A- Excuse me. Hasn't been great.
2: That's yeah. Like- they, they do I'm kind sure. of funnel production uh, more towards, you know, just the ground because they've been so tough against quarterbacks and, and wide receivers. So, you know, I think that, that definitely gives hope to, you know, Jacobs getting a, getting a big role, but I mean, he's still sort of a slave to, to game script and, you know, the Raiders are, are two and a half point dogs. It's, you can definitely argue against him. I, I don't think that's too difficult. Um, I'm, I might trot out a few Russell Wilson lineups and in, in tournaments, um, whoever man's the slot, uh, for uh, Denver has a really great matchup. It's, it's in, um,
1: okay. uh, uh, so JM to win is like, I just know him so well. I guarantee you, he hasn't told me anything, but I guarantee he's going to have like 30% Russell Wilson week. <laughs> uh, I can't get on board with that, but it is clearly like the best possible matchup for any quarterback.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, his the, only good game this year came against the Raiders. So I, I do get it. But I mean, this is. Just- yeah, but I mean, no
1: Judy, no Hamler, exactly. Sutton has struggled. It's, not, yeah. uh, it's also, this is the best slot wide receiver matchup I've ever seen in seven years of recording this data. Um, it they, they are lights out against outside wide receivers, and they are the worst of any defense in seven years against slot wide receivers. So I think Kendall Hinton, 3,600. Legitimately in play. He probably does nothing, but there's a chance, you know, he he does what Harris Campbell did last week, or really any slot wide receiver they've faced all year. Um, Matt Collins also has like a decent on-paper matchup with uh Devontae Adams, likely to get shadowed by Patrick Sertan, but you can also play Adams, who's the only wide receiver in football who does better in shadow games and just sees obscene volume. Uh, this is a, a tough, weird week for tight end, so I have to talk about both these guys. Foster Moreau gets a tight end funnel matchup. Denver's good everywhere, except they're neutral against, like top five everywhere. Except so they're neutral against running backs and they're bottom 12 against tight ends. And then Greg Dulcich is it, always a great GPP play. Uh, he gets rare usage deep for a tight end, and all he needs to do is catch one of those. Uh, granted he ran a little too good, uh, with those targets, but that is Russell Wilson's bread and butter, his first few games. And then last week he dropped one that would have been like six points or so. Um, and yeah, I guess those are, those are just my all, Oh, uh, Josh Jacobs. Uh, again, it's like a funnel spot. It's a neutral matchup on paper, but it's a funnel spot. He had, he had three straight games with 30 plus fantasy points, one of only 12 running backs in NFL history to accomplish that feat. He's fallen back down to earth, but the volume is still there. And it's really great volume. He ranks sixth among all running backs in fantasy points per game on the season. He's priced at the RB5. Um, The spread is close. This is the most game script dependent running back in fantasy. So the upside's there. If game script goes his his way, Um, that's all I got.
0: Yeah. Um, My concern with Jacobs is that the Broncos do what they did last week and just kind of sell out uh, to stop Jacobs. They um, should, yeah. They held Henry to nineteen for fifty three. Um, you just make you make Carr beat you with Adams, man. I think that's kind of what the Broncos do in this spot. I I really don't want anybody from this game. I think I think this game's just a, a total piece of shit. It's um, Kendall Hinton week, bro. Kennel <laughs> percent. No, no
1: Hinton, no cash.
0: <laughs> Ninety-four percent route share last week with with Judy hurt. I mean, is Kendall hitting a better quarterback than Russell Wilson? Put hitting back there again. I'm throwing catch it. Um, now nah, Hinton's fine. I just,
1: I'm gonna be tweet, tweeting that like Giselle. Like <laughs> Hinton can't can't throw and catch it himself. <laughs> but maybe he can. He, you know, he has a QB start under his
0: belt. Hey, the air is super thin out here, man. The ball does stay in the air a little longer, so you can give him give himself more of a chance. Uh all right. Fun game here, man. I think this might be the game of the week just from a you know fan standpoint. Cowboys, Vikings. Uh this this line is is interesting. Um it opened. Cowboys, two and a half. It got bumped down to one on Tuesday, and now it's back down to to, one and a half, two. Yeah, one and a half, two in most spots. Uh, Fun game, man. We're going to see who's frauds and who's not. Uh, Cowboys are are clean, except for Zeke. Zeke should be back this week. Um, I I don't know how much he'll play. He'll probably play in like kind of a smaller role, but he's still going to take eight to 10, 12 carries away from Pollard, which uh, won't be fun. Uh, I got to say this Viking secondary, though, this is like no one is talking about this, but this secondary is beat up and they just lost Cam Dansler, their best corner. Uh, They've been really, really bad against receivers all year. Uh, Scott, fun game, man. C.D. Lamb's finally kind of turning into the wide receiver one for fantasy. We've always wanted him to be. And this is, you know, a good spot for him. I know he runs a bunch out of the slot, but I mean, Vikings are just so vulnerable to to everybody. Uh, I think Lamb is going to be is probably gonna be the most popular receiver on DraftKings this weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, he finally had the game I needed him to see last week where he really separates himself from Dalton Schultz as the clear wide receiver one. But I mean, before that, they were even in yards per game over Dak's last 10 games. I I think you need to consider that if he's gonna be chalky. And also the fact that they're they're decent against the slot, but they're worse in the league out wide. Uh, And Lamb definitely spends more time in the slot. Uh, but I will say Wes wrote him up as, like, the best play of the slate, and that's good enough for me. Um, Schultz, I think, yeah, is going to get slept on because everyone's chasing Lamb.
0: Um, I just like has, Dak doubles, man. I mean, really. I like Dak with Lamb and Schultz. you can bring it back with Jefferson, bring it back with Cup. I like it. Uh,
1: Thielen has a better matchup than Jefferson, but I don't trust Thielen at this stage of his career at all. Uh, Dalvin Cook, I, in a neutral matchup, is going to get a little slept on uh he's been like a top three bell cow easily uh since he's returned from injury and like that's not really priced in
0: i don't uh, think uh a, a, a like neutral matchup i think this is a good matchup for cook here uh, cowboys, yeah cowboys have gotten killed yeah. the last two weeks i mean dylan and jones ran for 200 on him herbert and montgomery have like 150 um i think this is a good spot the thing is yeah, i mean
2: like, their pass right. rush is so strong that teams teams want to attack them on the ground.
0: Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
2: I, but- I like TJ Hawkinson in this game. I mean, he's played two games for Minnesota and has averaged 17.2 expected fantasy points per game and nine and a half targets per game. That's like 95% Travis Kelsey work lo- like type workload. Hell yeah. At 5,300, I mean, especially if Andrew sits, I mean, he becomes like, I think, a really great play. Did, did you write um, him up for values? no can you
1: can you write write him up for me
2: yeah yeah i I, I can write him up i mean do you think he's a a he's a strong value i in projections i I don't
1: nine and then ten targets granted he just like aired it out but it's just i don't trust dealing at this stage of his career
2: yeah Um, i mean i think he's the number two pass catcher there there. but i mean he's tight end nine by consensus projections below moreau friar Muth, pitts even
0: One of the the things I've seen just watching the games, I don't have any data on this, but it seems like Hawkinson has opened a little bit more up for Jefferson downfield. Because it felt like a lot of this year, Jefferson was getting a lot of just underneath stuff. Hawkinson having somebody in the middle of the field to actually defend, I think has opened some things up downfield for Jefferson. And in this spot, man, I mean, we know, you know, Diggs is obviously a great playmaking corner, but he's a, a gambler. Uh Jefferson can certainly, certainly get loose. And the way it seems like ownership is playing this week, it seems like, you know, Diggs and Jefferson are probably gonna be ten, twelve percent at most, with a lot of people paying down at receiver because it is a tight week. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense to to stack up this game with Jefferson and um yeah, it's just a fun game, man. I like Dalvin Cook too. Um for sure. Um
1: in a gross week like this, I think it makes sense to go very game stack heavy. Yeah this sure. would be one to consider as well as the next one we'll discuss.
2: And yep. I mean, like we, we noted that Minnesota's like absolutely disastrous against outside wide receivers. Gallup is definitely in play too for, for Dak doubles.
0: I, yeah, I know, man. And I, I thought about that too, but golly, he's just, he's done nothing, you know, and he's been back like that. I think they rushed him back off the ACL. I've was, mm. was, was been saying that all along. Um you're
2: gonna get an ownership discount though. And I mean Jack's gonna be Jack's gonna be pretty popular, CD's gonna be pretty popular, Schultz will be you know, probably that mid tier of tight end ownership. You know, if you want to get different with Dallas guys, like you're not get you're not getting to Noah Brown, right? Like I, I think Gallup is probably the easiest way to do it.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, fair enough. Uh just looking at one other thing here. All right, never mind. Um all right, we'll keep it going. Last game of the slate. Scott you were mentioning this is a fun game to stack and I'm I'm with you, dude. Um 40 and a half is the over under. Uh, I'm really thinking about playing the over. Uh putting a big piece on the over. Um a lot of injury news though. So DJ Reader should be back for the Bengals, which is huge, man. Um Bengals' own defense has been really really bad as of late uh without Reader uh this season. I have a stat here Uh, with reader on the field uh, Steelers have given up just 3.9 yards per carry with him off the field bumps up to 4.7. You weren't playing Najee to begin with, but I'm bringing all this up to say like if the Bengals can't run the ball at all, they're going to have to throw even more uh, than they should this week with the Steelers uh, likely trailing throughout this whole game. So I I really like Steelers pass catchers in this game. Uh, Scott, I'll throw it to you first, man. Um, I man. Deontay Pickens and Farmuth. you know, I know Kenny Kenny Pickett has not been what I thought he would be, uh, but this is certainly, certainly a great spot, uh, at least just from a game environment perspective. So I'll toss it to you first and let you talk through Steelers.
1: No, I'll let you talk through Steelers because that's the only (laughs) question I had was who to to bring back should be on Burrow uh, because I like him a lot. Uh, I think the narrative right now is Uh, the Bengals and Burrow stank without Jamar Chase. But I mean, the Bengals had as many touchdowns as incompletions in their last game. They were moving the ball at will. It's just that those touchdowns all went to Mixon, who is a fine play, but not an amazing play to me. But this is a pass-funnel defense. The clear liability for Cincinnati is their offensive line, but this is the worst pass rush in football. Granted, you know, T.J. Watt's back, but still, like the mash. Um Boyd, I think, is in play. Uh so I, I like the idea of, you know, maybe this isn't my priority sack, maybe this is my Millie sack, but but I like that idea. So it, it comes down to, you know, Friarmuth or Deontay or what, what do you think,
0: Graham? Um Mike Hilton should be back, Engels corner. Uh he's one of their better corners. I think it's Friarmuth, um, as the, the bring back Uh, he's 4,200 on DK. Um, I, I mean, I'm always into picking his favorite way to bring it back. Um, I love Tyler Boyd in this spot, man. Um, you know, he's not really gotten a ton of work, uh, with Jamar chase out. Um, that Thursday night game was a short week. Um, he got there with a touchdown, but their last game out, I mean, it was really just the mix and show and Boyd really didn't have to do too much. Uh, Steelers are giving up the fourth most receiving yards per game to slot receivers. Um, full PPR, obviously on DK, um, this week, uh, I'm playing on DK instead of FanDuel. So I'm kind of <laughs> treating it, uh, trying to tell myself, uh, that difference, but yeah, no, Boyd, Boyd I think is a, a really, really strong play. And I think, I think it's pretty simple with, with Bengals, man. I mean, you can you know, certainly go burrow doubles and, um, Man, I mean, with it's it's kind of weird with pricing this week because you got Allen, Lamar, Hertz, and Fields all at the top, and then we got a huge dip to Burrow. It kind of makes me think Burrow's kind of going to go under own Jake, just because a lot of people are going to either pay up or pay down.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think you're spot on. I love Burrow for for GPPs. I mean, we've seen just like the absolutely nuclear upside that he has when the Bengals go super pass heavy, and this seems like a really good spot for the Bengals to go. Really pass heavy. I think, you know, there's a pretty good argument to be made that the T Higgins is underpriced. I, th- I think Boyd is a strong play. You can mix in some, some Hayden Hurst there. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on, on Friar sort of being the, the ideal run back. He's played three games with, with Pickett so far, averaged 7.7 targets per game and 14.4 expected fantasy points per game both of those marks ranked second best among slate eligible tight ends. And yet he's tied on seven, uh, by DraftKings price. So pretty clear, pretty clear value there. And yeah, I really like this, this Bengals passing attack. Um, yeah, I just, I just think this is a great spot for him. So.
0: Yeah. Um, if you're multi-entering, don't forget Hayden Hurst, um, toss yeah. him as well. You know, you can always get in for a tut or two. um, Targets have been pretty sustainable too for him as well. So I just want to mention Hayden Hurst. I'm not obviously crazy about playing Hayden, playing Hayden Hurst this weekend, but um, that's gonna do it, boys. You guys want to make a lineup? Um, sure. We'll sure, out sure. here. It's gonna uh, suck. suck. <laughs> it's gonna suck. Whatever this lineup is, we're gonna do. It. It's gonna. What are you talking about? We're gonna win the millie with this.
1: We almost did a few weeks ago.
0: I know. Golly, man.
1: Yeah, this is the second time you said golly. If you think I'm not going to clown on you for unironically saying golly,
0: you have another thing well, coming. I'm just trying to curse less. So. i um, watching Philip
2: see. Rivers montages.
0: That's what it is. And it's Horse Malarkey. What did he <laughs> say? Um, all right, Ben, I'm going to share my screen with you. If I can get there. There he is. Optimizer. Yep. Wait. What's going on? There we go. All right, and we're good. Oh boy. Um. I don't really even know where to start this week. Honestly, I I do love this slate. I'm just trying to think where a good starting point is. Um, we're definitely auto walking Montgomery, making the decision. Jake, I'll throw it to you first, man. Do you have a game stack you feel really good about? I'm I'm with you in Mariota. Um, yeah,
2: probably either Mariota or Burrow be my top two. I'd be I'd be I'd definitely be open to doing a Dallas stack as well.
0: Okay, let's do Burrow. All I right. just want to play just for fun because I haven't played around with quarterback in that range yet, so let's just see. Um, that's Dak. Whoops. Where'd he go? Burrow. Okay. Lock and Burrow.
1: We've just guaranteed ourselves another
0: mix and lead. Seven <laughs> <laughs> touchdowns. Um, I'm going to double with Higgins yeah. and Bull. And then we like Friar as the bring back. With Montgomery locked, uh, we've got we're probably gonna have to find a value receiver,
2: um, Nico or Paris, probably.
0: Yeah, Nico or Paris. I'm on, I think I'm like Paris, yeah, I'll say Max so. yeah, there's slot corner. Let's go, let's go, Campbell. I'm gonna just optimize from here and see where it takes us. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Actually, no, let's just say, yeah, I gave a Steeler's D. That's what I figured with Mixon. Okay. Interesting. I'm going to go back. I'm going to change out Mixon, but I'm screenshotting this just for shit's sake. Uh, all right, boys. It's been fun. Um, in Discord, obviously, we'll, we'll all be in Discord this weekend. Johnny will be back for Sunday morning, his show. Uh, Johnny's
1: uh, going to be doing the show next week, both for Thanksgiving okay, and for uh, the main slate. Jake will also be doing the Thanksgiving slate breakdown and joining the Thanksgiving show.
0: Okay, cool. So it'll be you, Johnny, and Jake for Thanksgiving, and then me, you, and Johnny for main week 12. Uh, that'll be fun, man. Um, guys, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for Ben for sticking with us for two and a half or two and a half hours, an hour and a half behind the glass. I need some sleep because I can't count time anymore. Um, this has been fun guys. Uh, good luck to everybody this weekend. I hope to see you guys at the top of the leaderboards.